All right. Well, uh, hey, Gundam Maniacs. Welcome to episode 54 of the Gundam Explained podcast. I am Adam Blue. Uh, happy to be here. It's always exciting to do this every every Thursday, uh, especially with Steven. Steven, how are you doing? Good to see doing you. Doing well. Long, long day. I'm ready for this week to be over already. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, it's always good when we hit the Thursday because then, uh, you know, Friday is right around the corner because like, you know, yeah, work can be busy, but then I I say it all the time. If you look in the the description of the link, Stephen's YouTube, I'm on his podcast, Midnight Hatter podcast on Wednesdays. And yesterday's discussion was cool. I mean, really, if you're into video games, it's really a cool discussion because it, it, we get to explore a subject that I'm just totally into. You know, oh, yeah, not just talking about playing the games, but development behind it. Sometimes the design philosophies or just the industry in general. Yeah, yeah. We get into theory and all kinds of stuff. Last night in particular, I think, was probably one of my top two favorite conversations that you and I have had. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. It, and yeah. and what's also cool is, you know, you do other things like the tabletop, the Gundam, Gunpla. So check out the, uh, the Patreon because there's some cool stuff he has related to that. But that's where the crossover is, the Gundam stuff. So then on yes. Thursdays... Gundam Explain uh, gets to do its thing. And so, yeah, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. Uh, and then there's the audio versions that will be up on Fridays. So check all that stuff out. Also, make sure to check the links in the description for the Discord. Um, the Discord's awesome. There's so many events and things going on. There's even a Patreon where we do movie night. Tomorrow we're watching Cuckoo's Doan's Island. Or no, was it tomorrow? No, f Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I get my days uh, confused all the time. But um, <laughs> I know. I'm ready for the weekend, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. No, but yeah, so cool. You know, I felt like when it comes to Gundam, we had this like week of just so much going on, like especially video game related. So, yep. um, I, yeah, I feel like there's some video game stuff that I might dive into, uh, and, and especially when it comes to GBO2 because the Unicorn's been released and that's uh, pretty cool. And then um, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about different uh, the, the fighters. I, I think fighters is the wrong word, the ships. I, I don't know. I mean, a mobile suit denotes something that is a mech, but what do you call craft? Aerial? I was going to say, in, in my uh, Gundam tabletop conversion for D&D &D 5e, I always call them, like, combat crafts. So that combat encompasses, crafts. like, tanks and planes and fighters and that kind of thing. Okay. But, um, yeah, because ship stuff is cool, but there's different types of that that ship stuff right. um and then really I'm, i just wanted to look at the chat real quick before we start uh ian robert good to see you guys uh jedi sailor lucas uh who else we got here uh, rogue new type neon wave um metal neo uh goose yeah goose and uh, yeah great to see you guys always awesome time to have you guys in the chat um can't wait to really get into it i noticed everyone talking about the music yeah from thunder force um, yep. Yeah, I love that. Now, I still owe your subscriber, Struth, something for uh, for calling out Thunder Force uh, a couple of streams ago. I believe it oh. was the it, it was your one year anniversary stream, episode 52. Um, I got to come up with something, something real nice to send that way. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's a good one. Even with the uh, the previous song I had up from the fifth of the uh, fist of the North Star game, which is really good. That music was cool anyway. But. Yeah, let me um uh here jump into something real quick. Uh yeah. 
um, just the videos that came out this past week. So there was the demo for, uh, yeah, the gameplay of the demo of the SD Gun and Battle Alliance game. I think, yeah, tomorrow it's going to be available everywhere, but initially I downloaded it on like the Singapore or maybe it might have been the Japanese, I think Singapore, BSN <laughs> to play it. That ga game plays up. That was a lot of fun. I cannot wait for the full game. And then I put up the yeah. Q-Blade uh, gameplay. I, the Q-Blade is actually a fun unit to use in GBO2. I put some Agreed. gameplay of that up. Um, and then uh, Robot Spirits Rigazi Custom. That was an awesome uh, suit. Uh, it's just an awesome suit. I love it. And yeah, no missing pieces that time. That one was fully intact. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Season 2 reaction of Gundam Double uh, O, which... Man, I, I love how Gundam 00 turned out in terms of just diving into a, another AU. You know, I've loved UC for so long. You know, seeing the beginning of some other AUs that I haven't fully watched. And then with Wing, you know, my expectations weren't the highest. But 00, that... Uh, and now that, are you going to go straight into the 00 movies? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I, is there more than one movie? I, there, maybe. I don't know. Oh. Cool. I, yeah. I I I I've never watched the Double O movie. Oh, what, what is it? Um, something Trailblazer, I think. Yeah, something Awakening like that. the yeah. Trailblazer, something like that. Okay. Yeah, I'll need to. Um, I, I need to get to that soon because I want to. I'm actually curious to see what happens next because they really tidied things up in a way. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, be interesting to see that. So yeah, I'm. You know, I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do next because I. I, I've been watching a little bit of Seed. I'm maybe five or six episodes in. It has cool stuff. It's not pulling me in too much. And I cannot stand the animation of the faces of the main characters. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm yeah. looking at sometimes. Same face syndrome. Basically, but, you just have to use hairstyles to tell everybody apart. <laughs> but what, we're, what's weird about it, and I need to do make take a screenshot of this. When I was watching Seed, I forget which episode. And I think his name is Kira, right? The main guy? Right. There was, you know, you see their faces where they don't have noses and their eyes are gigantic. But it was in the episode, it went to another scene, another shot of him where his eyes were actually smaller and he had more of a nose. And I was like, what is, I don't know if they like added animation in later because I know these are like the HD versions or something. But I'm going to have to take a screenshot and share that because I, I don't know why, that, that, it's just jarring in the first place. Yeah, you, you don't see those kind of proportional uh, errors in modern Gundam series. That's that's definitely a 0079 yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how we got Cuckoo's Doan's Island, you know? Right, <laughs> long snout. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that stuff is cool. Um, you know, I wanted to look into the chat real quick. Uh, and you know what? I... Uh, no, I was... You know, I might do the call-in waiting room if we have time, everyone. I might, I might do that, but... Um, I wanted to look at something. Um, okay, yeah, Lucas Garrett, thank you. There's just one. There was a sequel planned that had Graham Aker, or Aker join Celestial Being, but it's been on hold for a while. Very cool. Yeah. So there's the one movie, but then potential another one. Um, okay. Uh, I want to move on real quick. Um, some Patreon questions. Uh, this is pretty good because I haven't really had time to think about it, so this will be kind of fun. Uh, what is a mobile suit or weapon you don't like in a particular series that you would like to see replaced with another suit, weapon, or removed completely? Um, 
I'll give you a second, Stephen, and I'll say the first thing that comes to mind is as much as I like victory, and I know they were doing it for toys, but some of those wheel-based um, vehicles are just at at a place. It it makes it look, yeah. If the yeah, if that wasn't there, I it'd probably be easier to take more seriously. I don't know. Um, And then yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and and as for weapon. You know, sometimes the there's these crazy. I don't know how to explain it. The the melee melee stuff. Sometimes it's it's weird to think like a claw. Like I I'm I'm not against claws. Let me just say I'm not against claws. But sometimes <laughs> the claw based looking mobile suits or the weaponry that's more of a melee thing sometimes doesn't make sense in context of space battling. Um, you know, because yeah. a lot of times it has to do with like momentum and stuff and in space. I just don't know that works um so sometimes yeah, I mean, when i see that down with like if you're in space and you swing down with one of those like heavy anti-ship swords it's you know when when two metal objects collide in space it's not gonna there's not enough pressure for the object to cut into it it would just bounce off of it and you know what i mean yeah yeah because like, that's just some of the things i think apply. about yeah the physics yeah and i guess that's a good point with a sword uh, I'd, that's why maybe sometimes it'd have to be a heated sword um right. maybe that's the why they saber do makes sense yeah so the heat the heat stuff in the beam saber yeah so that's yeah so when it is like just plain um just blunt stuff i guess i don't know but it, what about you have you thought about that before so, I mean, I haven't given it a whole lot of thought, but off the top of my head, you know what's funny is the first thing that comes to mind is the mobile suit Capul, or Capul. Oh, I, yeah. I always say Capul. Um, and not, not necessarily in Unicorn, where you see it, you know, for the first time in sort of UC. It, technically, I guess it exists prior to Unicorn, but that was the Just first not... time we saw it in animation. Right. Um, in Turn A Gundam, they use the Capul, and it's slightly spelled differently, but it stands out as sort of the most goofy looking mobile suit, even compared to like the, the sumo or the turn a Gundam itself. You know, I, I have I accept the mustached Gundam before I accept this sort of goofy ball shaped. <laughs> it's basically just like a giant Haro, but with high gog limbs. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't seem very hydrodynamic compared to like some of the other aquatic amphibious mobile suits that we see in the series, it's like, whose idea was this? <laughs> yeah. You know what? That, that's a good point. And this might be a little controversial, but I remember when I was first watching 0079, I thought the Zaku's looked a little goofy. Zaku too, that, you know, the main ones we see, I thought those looked a little goofy and I was like, I don't know, but I think it was understanding the interpretation and then just how it was drawn in animation versus how you would see it in art. I started appreciating it more, and it wasn't really until the Giradoga that I really understood by seeing like the evolution. You can kind of see of what the original Zaku Two was going for. Um, right. It almost like you know, there's German helmet type things, and there's even variations of the Zaku Two that have that. And so once mm -hmm. once I wrap my head around that, it, it lets me appreciate it a lot more. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think. And I, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, that reminds me because like these mass-produced grunt suits, like I think those need to be cool looking in in whatever oh, way. Yeah. Maybe cool looking in terms of it's cool to have an army of them, or cool looking in terms of yeah, those look like like you know bad guy, like awesome bad guy mass-produced sh ships or mobile suits. Definitely, yeah. 
Um, uh, but yeah, I see Webbox mentioned that the Kapool was first in Double Zeta Gundam for like one episode, which um, which actually brings up another terrible mobile suit, which was the Gaze, uh, the G E Z E, the mobile suit from like the first couple of uh, episodes of Z- Double Zeta Gundam. In it's which... the one that Yazan uses. Oh yeah, okay. In in the yeah. junkyard, and it kind of looks like a a budget General Grievous with its forearms. It's... <laughs> No, that's a good point. I was, I, it's funny. I unlocked the suit in GBO two the other day, and I forget the name. But then I realized there's a handful of suits that were made around the Double Zeta era that I don't think people ever talk about. We haven't explored much. Like the one you just mentioned is a good example. Those would be good to look at sometimes because. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of suits in Double Zeta that just um, yeah, get overlooked. Um, okay. Uh, an- another question here uh, is there a suit that you'd like to see made into uh, a metal robot Damashi or a humanoid figure from the series made into a, a sh figure arts you know for steven is there a kit that you would like to see made that hasn't been made or a kit redone so steven I'll, I'll let you get the kit one real quick if you want to sure i mean um this is probably an obvious answer because it's one of the 3d print uh projects that i have kind of in the hopper right now i have way too many projects that i'm working on at, for any given time <laughs> but um either a high grade or an re 100 scale um gundam seventh oh, without yeah. the, the full armor um you know equipment i think that uh it, it's so interesting to me that they chose to make a full armor high grade gundam seventh but then not only can you not take off the full armor components to reveal the regular Gundam 7th underneath, but they don't even have a regular Gundam 7th to go along with it. So it's like... Yeah, that yeah. that is interesting. Sometimes it is interesting when they announce uh, there's a suit they have, and it's cool, but it's like, well, couldn't they have done this version first? You know, like... Right, yeah. yeah. It, it, it'd be like saying, we're going to make a Zaku Cannon kit, but we're not going to make the Zaku 2. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is uh, pretty interesting. Um, oh yeah, what about you? You know, um, you know, as for a kit that hasn't been made, I yeah, I think that's where you have more knowledge than me. Because uh, a lot of times, when I think there's not a kit for something, I'll search and I'll find it, and I'll be like, oh, okay. So I haven't really come across anything. Um, but as for the the metal robot Damashi, like honestly, after getting the Hazel, and then even this Rigazi custom, I feel like. Uh, I've got some of what I think are the coolest suits. Although, um, here's here's the thing with the metal robot Damashi, like they're they're the robot spirits. You know, there's the plastic ones, and there's the one with the metal joints. And I almost feel like I I would love for them to just take a, a classic robot spirits, I guess style one, and make it a metal robot Damashi, like a GPO two. I think would be a good example because that's like yeah. a really cool, unique, but like heavy and a noisy design, but with the metal integrated and in all the different parts would I think make it stand out. Because one thing about that GPO two, the robot spirits is it has that huge shield. That's the cooler for the nuclear uh, reactor. And um, it, it makes the joint floppy or well, it doesn't, it's just the, the weight of that. And so it's like, oh, that's a good example of one that needs a metal structure to it. That's that's a very good analysis. I, you know, that's one of those sort of structural um, components that 
a lot of times in this happens in the gunpla as well. You know, I, I think that the goof custom is one of those ones that uh, the, the more recent editions of the goof custom have like a special double jointed arm in order to support the, the Gatling mm. shield. Yeah. Um, so something like that, you know, obviously, like you said, if it's a metal joint, then that's going to offer a little bit more support. Um, some of those things kind of fly under the radar, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, also, you know, when it comes to like the figures, and I think I've mentioned this before, I would love to be like for them to have like a pilot Amaro figure, six inch SH figure arts would probably be the best in terms oh, of yeah. the anime style. Cause I really like a lot of these high end um, action figures. SH figure arts, I mean, the articulation on them is insane. So, yeah. like, yeah, Mafex is also another good one. They've been doing the X Men. Um, but, uh, but yeah, th I, I could just picture, uh, you know, an Amuro pilot figure. You could take off the helmet. They would have to have a Sela pilot figure and then um, a Char. And I could just see the, the Amuro coming with a Haro, for instance. Um, I, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. And there are some, like, action figures I've found, but they're usually of not the quality you expect from, like, you get from the, uh, the actual mobile suits. Uh, like in the yeah. Robot Spirits line or Gumpla. Um, so, yeah, if anyone happens to know where to get some, or if there were some action figures of some of the main characters. Now, I do have the the 4-inch, which are actually awesome. Um, they don't have an Amaro yet. There's a Sela, but I don't think that's released yet. I have that pre-ordered, and I have a Char. But I have, like, I have a, a how many, a six... Uh, Federation soldiers and six Xeon soldiers. I just, that to me, that's something to army build. Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I think that's it for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything you would want to add? I, I know you don't really collect the metal robot, Namashi. No, yeah. no, that's uh that's a little out, outside of my price range. <laughs> but, yeah, that, uh, that is the but, thing. I mean, that yeah. said, anything that i would get in in that line they, they've already made you know yeah yeah that's that's true it's almost gotten to the point where i feel like i guess if anything it, it would be more advanced of zeta stuff which they have done there's an add-on pack for the oh what's that weird named zeta um add-on for the the hazel uh that was released at, uh that went up for pre-order a few months ago i think yeah Nice. I forget what it's called, like the herder or something like that. H. The, the herdudu. Yes, there you go. That yeah. I could be butchering the pronunciation, but I know that it's <laughs> anyone could be at that. I'm gonna yeah. When that uh, when that comes out, I want to like kind of do a little bit of research in it to really understand what is it that I have spent all this money on. Um, <laughs> because I can't even pronounce it yet. I pre-ordered it. Um, but uh, all right, GBO two. So what's been cool lately in gbo2 especially this past week was like all the free mobile suits every day it's been like free stuff even if you log in today you get two free 10 spins or whatever you call that and man did i get a bunch of cool mobile suits but no hazel um and no unicorn which was uh released today how about that um isn't that Telling pretty crazy you, man, they listen to the podcast because because <laughs> you and i were just talking about it uh, I think yeah. maybe two weeks ago where it was like, how are you going to throw out some of these obscure mobile suits and you still haven't gotten into the unicorn? And here it is. I know. I know it's crazy. It costs 700. So it's up there with 
you know, I don't you and even I think... thought it was going to be 750. Yeah, we thought it was going to be the first 750, but exactly. I, I was thinking that like this has got, but no, that's cool though. Um, I what's cool though is even though you might not win this on your free rolls, you do because then you have to pay. Oh, I think it also gives you 39 tokens, if I'm not mistaken. So you technically can do um, a, a, well, one roll, and then you would have to, because there's a half off, and then the other is, yeah. So it, luckily, they give you a bunch of tokens anyway. And, and then they even have something, which I'm probably going to buy, is there's this DLC you can buy that's like half off the normal price to get a bunch of tokens, and you also get some pilot cosmetics i believe um that's today uh sorry adam i gotta go i'll be uh <laughs> oh okay uh, oh. <laughs> i was like fine if you want to play uh yeah no but uh yeah uh, so i'm gonna i'll probably this weekend buy that um but uh it's just one of those things i okay what i'm trying to say is like i i sometimes i don't like to pay for this stuff but I think that's something where it's kind of enough of a value, and then I'd also be at least giving money back to the developer because I've been having a great time with this game. Yeah. So, and but you don't you don't play it too much though. Like you did at one point, right? Yeah. I mean, I I played pretty pretty regularly before the Western release. Um, you know, I had the the Japanese PSN account and and would play. I've I've slowed down a little bit recently. I just log in and do my dailies and, you know, yeah. sort of casually. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, they keep bringing in more content and it makes you want to keep coming back. So, it, yeah. in, you know, this, this is probably a subject for, for over on my show. But one of the things that I think you and I need to talk about is like monetization for these types of games. Um, you know, you mentioned that you don't like to necessarily spend a lot of money on dlc or these kind of like coin packs and things like that but what can a game do to make money in order to continue to sustain and produce content for the fan base yeah i would even say gvo2 has more content than typical pay games i mean there's like I agree. new suits every week it, it it's crazy um yeah and and that's the other thing. It has like the the mission. The, there's the battle simulator. You can actually go in and do missions where you can play as some of the newly released suits. So if you don't win it in one of the the you know the spins or whatever, you can actually jump in and play it. And you can play it in a mission where you usually play against a suit that's not even in the game. It's just for the special uh, mission. And then you can unlock stuff. And you can do it in co-op. That's something we probably need to do because. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, because they even had it where yeah you'd fight. The Psycho Gundam. Now, I was even told there was one where you fight both the Psycho Gundam and the Mark II. I must have missed that because they'll have these missions come in that are story-based, and then they'll rotate mm -hmm. them based on what's going on. Um, so that's actually a really cool aspect for people that aren't crazy about playing online with others because it is kind of hard. There's at least this kind of like base, yeah. like single-player component. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're not into the PvP, then you have the... You know, you have the simulator missions, or you can always pick up Code Fairy. Yeah, which, yeah, I forgot to mention, and I've been Code playing Code Fairy that. gives you a whole bunch of free yeah. content for GBO2, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, and I've been I've been playing that a lot lately, actually. Uh, uh, I, it's really good. I love, actually, how hard it is. I think I was playing too much of that um, side stories, and it's, like, super easy. <laughs> yeah. So, and Code Fairy's super hard, so... I, 
because uh, I'm trying now. Uh, originally, I was you know beating the the missions on normal, and that's how you can actually rank. But then if you just play on easy, it doesn't count. And so I'm going back now, beating the ones I couldn't beat on uh, normal. Because uh, yeah, that game is tough. Yeah, um, I wish that they'd bring that pilot awakening to GBO two. If they could bring that mechanic, you know, the, like the fairy step and the. Oh yeah, that's right. That is a good. That is a good idea. It's almost like you can unlock them as perks and you can equip them. I um, mean, especially if they somehow tied it to some of the pilot gear that you can that you can unlock for pilots mm. in GBO two. You know, if you're wearing like a Xeon helmet, you get this ability. If you're wearing a Federation uniform, you get this ability. Kind of something like that. You know, that's pretty cool because that's almost what is kind of a standard now in these uh, competitive games is where this, like, ability then charges up and then you can use it. And usually use it a couple times in a match. It's usually not – or a few times maybe. I don't know. It's not, like, all the time. But, like, some of the abilities were, like, the the, uh, HP buff, which that can help. Mm -hmm. Let's say that, like, your support's about to get destroyed and you can – try to go help them out and and that's what's interesting because gbo2 is so focused on awareness of where everyone is at all time think of adding the the aspect of doing like specific uh specials for specific units that changes the dynamic of the strategy um which would be pretty good um yeah anyway uh yeah um if you haven't played gbo2 um Jump in because you can get a bunch of free suits. And yeah, Zionic Friend was asking, can you recommend me GBO2 if I don't want to play PvP nor spend in gotcha? Yeah, especially right now because they're giving away a bunch of free suits. I And it might even be where you go in daily, but you're going to get a bunch of free spins. And then, um, yeah, they have the battle simulator. Um, so I think it's worth it. Yeah, and then they added uh, a 1v1 and 2v2 mode. Um, w- w- which is actually really cool. So that is that is awesome. I'm I'm definitely gonna log in and uh, play some of that. So okay, cool. All right. Well, yeah. Oh, Lucas Gator saying a metal build EXS Gundam or a silver bullet suppressor would be something I would save up money for. Yeah, it's good. Um, all right. Now, how much would the extra arms for that silver bullet cost? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that. Well, yeah, that that would be a cool gimmick, though, with it, um, at least. So, all right. Okay, so what are some of your favorite ships in Gundam, either jet fighters, capital ships, carriers, etc.? Because, you know, I, I, I wanted to put this up and ask everyone, because that's a neat aspect of Gundam that I liked outside or before of Gundam. Like, I got into Star Wars because I thought the space battles were epic. Like, especially the way they were, how the design, the design of, like, the X-Wing, the TIE Fighter, going against the Death Star. All that stuff is cool, and so getting into Gundam, even though it was because of the mobile suits, I saw that it had, especially from the original 0079, they had the the cruisers, the carriers, the white base, um, the core fighters, all that stuff. Um... Sleeping Dutchman. Uh, also, I like the Hammerhead ship from Iron-Blooded Orphans, but I can't remember its official name. It's a beast and a good blockade runner, plus it appears safe enough for raising children and accommodating enough for a family of 20-plus women. So it has to have lots of uh, quality bathrooms on top of needing um, a Dane sleeve to actually take it down. I, that might be something else. The Turbine's ship is an outer space tank. So 
That's a good one because that's kind of like thinking more of um, living conditions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what's what's a three bedroom apartment in UC double oh seven nine? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, I so I haven't gotten. I've watched the first episode of IBO, but I haven't really gotten to it. But I guess this is what he's talking about, which that looks really cool. That is a cool ship design. Yeah, the hammerhead aspect makes mm-hmm. sense. And it um, looks like it could enter atmosphere. Like it looks like oh, one yeah. of those ships that's designed to break Atmo and create oh, that's some a shielding. Good, that's a good... Uh, huh, yeah, it doesn't say... There's actually not too much information about it. Usually it takes time for people to create all this lore that then shows up <laughs> in something. <laughs> um, all right, I love the Argama and those spinning residential blocks it has. Yeah, from Zeta. Yep, very cool. Yeah, that was very unique to see. I remember when I was first watching Zeta and I didn't understand what was happening. It was like, is the animation messed up? No, yeah, that's just part like, of the, yeah. I was like, no, that is well, actually cool. And the design of it's so interesting because it's kind of asymmetrical. Yeah. The, the the metal beams connecting it to the center of the ship are off center and it it's a pretty cool gimmick. Yeah, because it looks like it's uh, functional, um, you know, the way it's designed in a way. Um all right, Santo Bell, big fan of the Nail Argama as the capital ship, the Garuda as the transport ship, and the Takemikazuchi as a ship. One, I don't know if I said that right. Two, I don't know what that is. Uh, do you know what that is? The Taga? Takemikazuchi? Let's see. Not familiar with it. Wait, what? Uh... Oh, well, let me. Uh, so it's from Japanese mythology, which is cool. Ah, uh, here we go. Well, and so it's Seed. like the, the Garuda is uh is from I, I want to say it's Indian. Um, oh, really? The the name? Yeah. Oh. The the name the the Garuda uh, airship from Gundam is named after after like an Indian mythological bird, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like that stuff. Um, yeah. Like uh, 0083 and the flowers. Uh, yeah. But I like yeah. So this Takami Kazuchi. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's actually a cool design because that's like, yeah, that's really cool. It's almost like an evolution of what we got from 0079 because it's kind of taking real world things and applying it. So seeing like an aircraft carrier here, but mobile suits launch from it. I haven't pretty seen cool. that yet. Um, yeah, that that is that is actually pretty cool. Oh, Destiny. So that's specifically is, yeah. um, not just Seed, but Seed Destiny. Okay. For all those Destiny fans in there. Oh, yeah, Jedi Sailor's saying, yeah, that's Hindu. Um, Vish- Vishnu's giant bird mount. Oh, very so cool. cool. Yeah. Oh, well, Lucas Garrett, I can't wait for you to eventually get into IBO, Adam. Oh, good. I Yeah, I guess based on my commentary, if IBO seems like it'd be something interesting to hear, yeah, I can't wait. Um, oh, and Neon Wave has some that he's posted here. Uh, Mobius Zero from Seed, Sky Grasper from Seed, Star Build Booster, Build Fighters, Fat Uncle from 0079, <laughs> Hammerhead IBO, and Victory Gundam's Core Fighter, if that counts. Yeah, that does count. That is, yeah. I actually have it back here. Well, you guys can't see. It's behind me. I actually have the Victory Core Fighter. Oh, and I have this Core Fighter, Robot hey, Spirits, speaking. lasers shooting <laughs> from it. I, I love this. Like, this it's is so just... Cool. I know. It's just my jam. Um, let me go back to this real quick. Um, so Sleeping Dutchman, because, yeah, he had something from before. Also, the uh, Diva from Age. 
uh, can adapt and learn, like the Gundam using a dock in the H system, which is OP. And even though it's now the fifth one I listed, I think my pick is the <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> uh, that thing can travel to Jupiter, produce its own mobile suits, and you can live on it for years. That's actually a good one. Plus, it has Paptimus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that is actually a good one. Um, I like how um, he says, and even though it's now the fifth one I listed, <laughs> I think my pick is... I love that. That's like a Gundam <laughs> fan right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he had another one too. He's like the the General Revel or the Neolograma from Double Zeta since it's a later generation Pegasus class yeah. ship and it still has Captain Bright. Of course. That enormous Do Dogos Gear class. Dogos Gear. I mean, yeah, Gear. I remember. Dogos Gear, yeah. Yeah, when I would see that and tried to memorize how to say that. Um, class of General Revel probably wins for me. Even if it had less nostalgia, love the thing is huge and full of mobile suits, like a mobile Torrington base minus the marine suits. Yeah, I like that. That's some good stuff. Um, Jedi Sela. Mine is the core fighter for the X-Wing Crossbone Gundam. Its rear thruster is also double as the mobile suit's backpack while it's docked and gives that distinctive skull and crossbones design. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. I think that's a good one. I think... I, and that's the thing. I w it's not underrated. Like, no one dislikes crossbone. Yeah. I think long live that Jolly Roger. That thing is there's, there's something about that, which I, I, it feels like an anime is inevitable. I, I, the, in like the real grade and Jedi Sailor would know this too. Cause I remember she recently built the real grade. That real grade crossbone is just amazing. And the, that core fighter is so highly detailed. The idea of the thrusters of the core fighter being the backpack thrusters. It's yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, John Candid, white base in the Argma because they're the best ships that fought against the Xeon Titans and Neo Xeon. I mean, good point. Hard to <laughs> argue with that. Uh, Metal Near, the Pegasus class ship and Starbuck's memory. I do like the Thunderbolt. Oh, I got the Thunderbolt manga, and I do know there are some other ships there, but that's the only thing that I know. But I still like that one and the original one from the original Gundam series. Yeah, because Thunderbolt adds things and details them pretty nicely. Uh, Double O's Ptolemy, which that's a good one. Um, and then Mobia Zero and Exus, which, yeah, not familiar with. Um, do you know Mobia Zero? No, not familiar. Oh, I'm, I think I looked this up earlier. This is another seed thing. Okay. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah a lot in seed to look forward to. Um, yeah, what are some, um... Yeah, I pulled up some ships here because I think one of the main interesting things about the ships in Gundam, especially because it was introduced in 0079, is that core block system, which I love it. And it's weird how it kind of went away. It, what's weird is it went away and then it, oh, you know, shout out to the Wave Rider. That's a good ship because it went to that method where it was just transforming. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you like better, Steven, like the core block system or the transforming? Well, you know me. Personally, I prefer the variable mobile suits, but I do understand the appeal of the core block because the yeah. core block can be used as, you know, a ejection, like emergency eject hatch, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if your mobile suit's disabled, you just pop it off, pop off the limbs and fly off in your core fighter. The Zeta Gundam's not going to do that. If you take out the Zeta Gundam's wings, it's not going to be able to transform anymore. So... You know, you can, you can, you, I, I really enjoy this about the Gundam lore, and I think you do too, where you can almost track the thought process of the engineers, where it's like, yeah. 
okay, we have this brilliant idea where we're going to fit all of our mobile suits with this escape fighter, and then it's too expensive, so we're going to not do that anymore. Uh, okay, well, what if we make the mobile suits transform into a fighter? Well, you know, they're, that makes them too flimsy, so we're going to not do that anymore. But then we're <laughs> going to go back to those ideas later <laughs> yeah, because they were good ideas. We just didn't have the technology to pull them off at the time. Yeah, you know, that's a good point because, yeah, by the time we get to victory and all that, um, they went back to that. Uh, well, actually, yeah, it was not even a transforming or core, core block, but it was like the the thing itself was in the chest, seated like from the, the back. fighter. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that. Yeah, so it was like that later you see that, yeah, they kind of went back to that. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, and then Jedi Sailor the saying, also back on the subject of the Ga, it's Garma's signature ship got a viking funeral with it and everything yeah and that's <laughs> uh, yeah you know you, you kind of if you guys ever played that sd generation genesis you, game you start to really like the gaw because you depend on it a lot <laughs> in the beginning when you're building out your troops and all that um so then you know you didn't answer the question yourself what is your favorite oh, ship that yeah that's a good one if it's not just the core fighter uh it's that crossbone fighter but the thing yeah. is i love carriers and i love when you see waves of ships come out of carriers so like in any time like yeah the the pegasus class um ships right or the the carriers yeah they're right. the one then they with the two launch decks yeah yeah and they're kind of sometimes differently designed you know as they have the different ones like i love that stuff because it's like that's where yeah they're launching out the fight and all that. Um, yeah, I would say that. What about you? Well, I mean, I was surprised to not see very much uh, Xeon love in the uh, in the chat there. So I'm going to have to mm. say that my favorite ship is the Guadan, uh, Haman's ship from ah. Zeta and Double Zeta. Okay. It's, I mean, it's the biggest Xeon ship in the fleet. Has I think I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, five mobile suit uh, hangers. hangers. So. Yeah, that's a good one, and it's Haman, you know. Yeah, that, that helps too. And here, here's a, another Xeon ship. This is the hey. option part set with the robot spirits, and I just put some uh, thrusters on it. But yeah, this yeah, sick stuff here. Good desk decoration. Now, have you seen that uh, that um, core block goof? That's like a test type goof that where they they saw the Gundam and they saw, hey, that thing has a core fighter in it. Why don't we design a goof? that has a dop that can dock into the middle of it. Mm. Um, I feel like that would be right up your alley. It's it's one of those MSV mobile suits. Yeah, here uh, we go. The, the combined test type. Combined test type, yeah. That is cool. I love the two shields on either side, that color scheme. Um, interesting. Oh, yeah, look at the back. I'll try to... So, yeah, it's like the, the backpack kind of yeah, has... It's its own thing going on yeah it's pretty um, sweet yeah it looks like the bottom of a dop um okay little dop interest oh well it just takes me to the dop but okay yeah. that is very cool did you know information thank you steven <laughs> always happy to provide um yeah i like that stuff i'm gonna probably I, now it's on my mind it's like i need to research that later um <laughs> Okay, what's some other stuff? Oh, yeah, here's the core booster. So it's 
you know, it kind of takes that, I think it's been retconned, but like the G fighter that the core booster would plug into or whatever, or the yeah. core fighter would plug into. And now it's like the, I, yeah, they took that out, I guess, for the movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's showing this, this, yeah, this one is in the movie. Okay. So, oh, that means it wasn't even in the show. Yeah, I think that okay. replaced the like the G guy and the G fighter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't realize that it wasn't even in the old show. But yeah, they really did because yeah, I remember hearing about all the different changes they made, and that was one of them. Which that's a good change actually. Um, yeah. Even though I like the G fighter. And you know what? It gave us the jet core booster from Eighth MS team. So. Yeah, that's right. That is that is correct because of that. Yeah, that. Uh, became a canon thing. Um, what were some others I pulled up here? Oh yeah, the nailogramma. This is a good one. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, because this goes from doubles. See, that's another reason why I like double Zeta so much because this goes into unicorn, like from double Zeta to, to unicorn. Like it's that other thing that makes uh double Zeta relevant. Wait a minute, I'm thinking about something. Did anything happen? in the movies that of Zeta that contradict double Zeta that then would contradict unicorn. I haven't really thought about that before. You no, know, I haven't considered if there's any kind of far reaching, um, you yeah. Know, if there's like a sort of domino effect of how they changed. Yeah. I might look, I mean, the only later. thing that kind of stands out to me is like, well, if Camille wasn't crippled at the end of Zeta, which in the movies, he's not, yeah. um, you know, then where is he in Unicorn, right? Well, yeah, because what's also interesting is at the beginning, the only reason Judo goes on the ship is because they had Camille in the hospital truck or the truck to sneak him back onto the ship. So then right. that wouldn't have ever happened. But, I mean, this is the ship that's later, though, right? Right, but yeah. The so still I think it's kind of halfway through Double Zeta. Yeah. The, the, Ar the Argama takes some serious damage and they and have to they upgrade it. But the, yeah, Judo wouldn't have been on the first ship to cause the damage. Did I just did I just break or crack some code here? I don't I don't know. <laughs> That's something else I'm gonna have to look into later. Uh huh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, Brian Zinichelli saying he likes the core fighter from Double Seventy Nine. Also, um, it's pretty cool the way the wings fold out. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Oh, Luke Scared is saying it. That reminded him a little bit of uh, Dazzle Zaku. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's got that kind of decorative look to it. Yeah. That, that combined test type. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Did I have any other... Oh, yeah. The Ptolemy. Or, wait. Ptolemaeus. But I guess for short, Ptolemy. Okay. I never connected that. You know what? This is a cool one. Um... Even though I got to say the second one is cooler, but really, I would say yeah, the the ship design here um, is better than the mobile suit design, at least for now, until it, until it settles with me. But the, the other thing I like about this, it reminds me of things you'd see like in James Cameron movies, which kind of does that, you know, call back around Sid Mead, all that. But like in Aliens, yeah. the dropship um, look, like it kind of has that to it. Um, yeah, I really like the look of it, and then it has the the launch things here, so. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, pretty good one. You um, know, it almost kind of has the same body shape as that uh, as that ship from Alien, like the drop ship in a or Aliens, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought I said that unless I said another movie accidentally. Yeah, but yeah, I, no, yeah, totally. I, yeah, totally aliens right here. Like the James Cameron stuff, um, even Avatar. You know, like yeah. in Avatar, oh, how yeah. it kind of had that, that yeah, that kind of military design that they did. Wait, yeah. did you just blow my mind? Did James Cameron do Aliens? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This that's whole time, I thought it was Ridley Scott. <laughs> oh well, he did Alien. That could be what you're thinking, but you you just you just changed my whole life right now. Oh, really? I need to. I need to go and delete some really nasty tweets I said about James Cameron. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, no, that's, that, that is what is a crazy thing. Like, if you think about aliens, even though this is not about aliens, although the uh, double O movie might be about aliens, if you didn't know. But um, uh, the, the Sid Mead power loader, you know, and there's even this quote in aliens where, like, the, what is it? Uh, Ripley says something like, oh, I can pilot this. I have a class, whatever license. And then uh, Mirai says the exact same thing when they get onto the white base. So I feel like, and James Cameron's into mech stuff. And so like, there's this connection when it's like aliens, even Star Wars, Gundam. It's just kind of cool how there's these like creative connections to all that. Oh, um, the only thing is Star Wars needs mechs. I, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. With the yeah, droids don't count. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the droids don't count unless they build something like C-3PO and there's an alien sitting inside, like one of those small aliens, Salacious Crumb, you know, Jabba's little dude. But if he was controlling a protocol droid, that needs to be the next Disney Plus show. I, yeah, yeah, it should be where there's certain points within the Star Wars continuity that C-3PO was really replaced. By a salacious crumb inside a protocol droid. That would explain why he didn't recognize Darth Vader. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. Because <laughs> he's salacious crumb on board the, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And then Jedi say this like Star Wars has mechs, Battle of Hoth. Yeah, that's true. Even though I'm always thinking arms, bipedal. I mean, technically. So then the other way around. What if there was some battle... In the Gundam universe, you see where they deployed these like quadruped mechs, like that were gigantic, like, and then a Gundam was riding it. Okay, that that probably went a little too far, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, but no, it's funny because like even though the walkers are 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 mechs, I just do not, I do I not. Yeah. Th there's something about humanoid mechs versus you know, animal or quadruped ped mechs. I mean, even the chicken walkers from, you know, yeah. the ATSTs from uh, Return of the Jedi, I still don't necessarily consider that a mech the same way that I would if you strapped a pair of cannons to its sides and it looked like something out of Battletech. Yeah, which is a pretty interesting thing because wasn't there a time where there was some, um, between Macross and Battletech, there was some crossover, like someone owned the design of a certain looking mech, and they were able to sue if someone made a mech look a certain way. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. the, and, and that, that happened between Macross and Battletech, that happened between Macross and Transformers, you know, ah. the whole Jetfire Star, or Jetfire Skyfire controversy. 
Um, oh, okay. So I'm not familiar so, with that. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and Robert's but, but saying tries. I feel like we're kind of getting off into the weeds here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's cool. We're getting we're getting near the end, and I think I've I've hit all the uh, the topics. Um, uh, Lucas Garrett, you're getting into Gundam build territory now, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, Web Fox 100, there is an episode of Clone Wars where a small alien uh, rode in a droid like R2-D2 for a spy mission. Oh, I bet. You know what? I have watched every episode of Clone Wars, but there were so many, I I forgot most of them. Um, and then, oh, you're getting ahead of yourself, Adam. Master Asia's Gundam rides a horse. <laughs> a horse Gundam. Okay, yeah, that's, again, sure. another, uh, what, G Gundam? Um and yeah, Robert, I, I I am I am a big Zoids fan. The Berserk Fury was my favorite Zoid. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen. You know, uh, Robert even even has some drawings he's made of Zoids, but I I don't I'm not too familiar with them. Um, let's see. And then Zionic Fenrir, have you seen the Sand Angler from Advance of Zeta reboot? It's an amphibious ship based on the Mad Angler submarine. So Sand Angler, let me uh. Look that up real quick. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I might no. be misremembering this. So the Mad Angler was Char's submarine, right? Oh, let's see. That's actually right here. Um, let's see. Is the submarine class of Principality of Xeon featured? Yep, in that. Let's see. And this was probably the yeah. only time that you see a similar callback, but I'm pretty sure, and again, chat is going to correct me on this, Zex Marquis from... Gundam Wing, his unit is called the Mad Angler Squadron when he's uh, when he's hunting Hero Yui on Earth. Hmm. Let's... I want to say that uh, the Mad Angler Squadron was his... Uh... No, I'm looking well, that up. I'm not seeing... I might that. be misremembering. <laughs> But um, but, but it anyway, was Shar's. Let's look at the Sand Angler because no, but that was Shar's ship for sure. Um, um, yeah, they they don't even have any other captains. Oh, is this a real type marking version? And of course it doesn't. Oh, there we go. Huh. Yeah, and then uh, Sand Angler. Let's see. Okay, well it was showing pictures just a second ago. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh wow. That is, that is, wait, is there multiple pieces of it and they combine? That's insane. If that's yeah, true, unless they're just trying to show the size of different things. I don't know, but that's interesting because that is pretty intriguing, yet there's not much details about it. First seen in 91, Mars Zeon Independence Army. Man, that's getting into some yeah territory that I'm not too familiar with it, but that is actually pretty cool. Yeah, oh. advance of Zeta stuffs. I mean, yeah, we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Like that uh, amphibious um, Gazaum is one of the coolest designs I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that some of the amphibious stuff is actually pretty cool. Um, and then like in Wing, how they kind of even did more with that. Oh, and then even yeah, the stuff in. War in the Pocket and Thunderbolt. Um, I like how, especially in Thunderbolt, they make it feel like you're in space because it's that whole darkness, emptiness that you could just kind of fall into. 
Um, yeah. and terrifying. It's, yeah, yeah. They're able to. Speaking of Ridley Scott. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. You need to watch Aliens again, and then just think of like how much it's influenced by Gundam. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, and potentially the Starship Troopers anime that was based on, uh, that was a Japanese show based on the original book. Yeah, I mean, the book was much more mecha than anybody yeah. who liked, you know, the Starship Troopers movie from, what was it, the 90s or early yeah. 2000s? 90s. It was like 97 um, or something. It was, yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it for, you know, a popcorn flick. But, but yeah, I mean, compared to the book and compared to the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the anime where you get to see some of these power suits and stuff, oh, man. Now, they... I don't know if you know this, but there are some follow-ups to the movie. Like, there's live action, and then there's canon CGI anime from Japan. And I've watched yeah. them, and they're good. And they do have <laughs> mechs in them. Um, so it actually gets really good. I, you know, I, I've always loved Starship Troopers. The thing I love about it is the number of bugs and how they can just, like, kill you so easily. But then the number of... Uh, it, I mean, it's just like aliens. The same reason I love aliens. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, and that's the thing, like, Aliens has the power loader, which was, yeah, again, part of the original Starship Troopers, and the Starship Troopers, um, uh, movie didn't, and that would have, uh, James Cameron <laughs> pretty much made a Starship Troopers, I guess, with that Aliens movie. I'm still blown by the fact that your mind is blown away about that, well, uh, I mean, for all these years, I was giving Ridley Scott all this credit. I was like, man, he's he must be a hardcore Gundam fan to be dropping in all these like <laughs> these but, Gundam lines, and he's making mechs and stuff. And I was like, oh man, as bad yeah, as Avatar was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't really like that too much. But but that's and that's that's interesting because with James Cameron too, it's like Aliens was my favorite movie of his, and then you know Terminator Two was great, but that's kind of it. But it's cool because with both Aliens and Terminator too, he made a sequel that, you know, to some is better than the original. Even though, I mean, Alien is good for its own thing, I think, but I like Aliens better because I like the action aspect. Yeah. The uh, Yeah, the Colonial Marines. Is, yeah. I mean, that inspired an entire generation of sci-fi stuff. You yes. Know, from, from Warhammer to Halo to, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um. Well, cool. You know what? I think um, that's it. I think uh, we've covered everything we were going to today. Uh, Steven, you have anything you want to add at all? No, I mean, that was all Gundam and then some, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just cool because like Aliens, Star Wars, there's there's these things we like about Gundam that are in these other properties. And sometimes it's cool to see the creators behind them because they would fit in in our chat if we were you know live streaming together. Like these people that have made these movies – it's like yeah. we all like that same stuff, you know, and it would be it's just cool how it's all like and the what same. What a dream come true for Sid Mead to then like, yes. you know, hey, yeah, we want you to come on and design some Gundams. Yeah. Not <laughs> only did he help concept uh, the original movie they were going to make in the 80s, but then he went on to yeah, design for Aliens, the power loader and then um uh he did turn A. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's it, it yeah, it's very cool. Um yeah, and that's funny when it comes to Turn A and that whole mustache thing. Uh, I, at first, when I first saw it, I was like, that's weird. But then I quickly got over it. Um, I don't know. It just works. Yeah. So, um, well, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it, guys. Uh, everyone, yeah, thanks for joining. It's always a ton of fun. Steven, thank you for thank being Thank you, as here. always, for having me. 
Yeah, I think next week, both Stephen and I will be out. So I don't think the podcast will be live, but there will be a podcast up for sure. So, um, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Check the links in the description for all Stephen's stuff when I'm on his podcast on Wednesdays and then all the other fun stuff like Discord, Patreon, and all that. So, 